We just finished worship by Eddie James. He is alive. Uh, I just want to welcome everyone here that's tuning in through Zoom and also through different platforms such as Apple, CastBox, Anchor, you name it. We just want to say God bless you guys. We are totally thankful that you're here. Um, Today is going to be a good word. And God's just been really burning this in my heart to do so. So um, I am going to be faithful to obey. And also just the, the fact that that song was so perfect, mm-hmm. right? He's alive and he's been given all authority and power under his name. And, and today's title is literally talking about authority and power. Mm-hmm. And in this time, we need that. We need to know our authority and we need to know our power. Yeah. So today is, is, it's going to be detailed um, talking about that, about authority and power. Mm-hmm. And also I encourage you guys, if you haven't listened um, to the other previous podcasts, go and check them out. Because the thing is, I don't want this misconception that I'm just talking about miracle signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that you guys know that it's all about having an intimate relationship with Jesus first Mm -hmm. and knowing him. So if you guys go back to when we stopped on the book of Revelation, or if you can continue listening to all of it, we have 47 episodes up right now and we're reaching 25 nations for Christ right now. So thank you, Lord, that it's growing, it's multiplying. But I just want to make sure that I emphasize that it's about knowing him. And growing into a place where you're a son and a daughter to the kingdom of God, knowing your righteousness, then becoming soldiers for the kingdom of God, and then knowing your authority and power. Okay? So, um, before we jump into this today's segment, does anyone have any testimonies or anything they would like to share that God's did for them this past week? Go ahead, my lovely wife, Chelsea. My mom is home from the hospital. Come on, glory to God. Everything that we prayed and confessed came true. Like she was there three days. She was off oxygen and she is home and healing. And in Jesus' name, she's fully healed. Glory to God. Isn't that amazing when when you have that corporate anointing, when when believers come together in agreement, things move. Things move. The atmosphere changes. What happens in the supernatural manifests in the natural. Mm-hmm. And we just came in faith. And mm-hmm. her mom was dealing with, with COVID, had really bad um, side effects, couldn't breathe well. But because we called it and said, you know what? We used our authority mm-hmm. and we said, she's going to be back in three days. And then we sent the power, right? The power is... Not this power that you get from an energy source. This power dwells in you. Mm-hmm. And that's the Holy Ghost. Yes. Okay? So, just want to share that. Does anybody else want to share anything? Okay. Well, I had a little bit of a, of a testimony. I know me and my grandpa, we went to uh, Barrett Jackson last Saturday. And um, we had a great time. We both love cars, so it was really cool just to see, just to hang out and have fun and talk. And, you know, he was saying that his eyes, his eyes were real dry mm-hmm. and it caused him a lot of discomfort. Mm-hmm. And also he was talking about how he was having real bad neck pain. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And, you know, me and my grandpa, we talk a lot. We're real close. And, um, you know, he was just saying, I want to see a miracle. I want to see something happen for me. Like, I always see other people, but never for me. And I just told him, I said, do you, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? Do you believe that he can do what he said he can do? Do you believe it still happens for today? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so I told him that and I felt like the Lord really pulled on my heart to do so. And, you know, the Lord is the one that opens up the blind eyes. The Lord is the one that um, opens up the deaf ears and has the lame walk, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't give him any credit to myself it's always to the lord because i was even wrestling with the lord saying well i can't do it because i did this this and this today mm-hmm. and the lord's like i told you to do it i'm gonna give you the authority and power to do so mm-hmm. so we prayed for his eyes he said they were hurting like at a nine it went down to a two Amen. glory Amen. to god and he said every time i prayed for his eyes he felt water wow. entering in his eyes and the thing is there's no water on my fingertips and also his neck that was giving him problems, it loosened mm-hmm. and it got better. And he it gets it too. And he was so shocked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was shocked. He, yeah. he didn't realize that like, <laughs> wait, that's, that just happened to me yeah. in a car. We didn't, we were not at church. We came from a, a car show mm-hmm. and Jesus was there mm-hmm. and Jesus heals. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and. Don't be afraid to lay hands on someone and pray for them. And even if you don't see a manifestation, God has given you an anointing and power that's within mm-hmm. and it's on your hands. Because yeah. it says lay your hands on the sick. Mm-hmm. It's not lay your feet, not lay your forehead, lay your hands. Mm-hmm. There's power. But the thing is that transferred power will leave a residue on who you've prayed for, and then the recovery happens. So just uh, yesterday, I was doing legs, and I was squatting at the gym, squatting, and these three young men couldn't be, they couldn't be over the age of like 19 or 20, young guys. And one of them was with crutches, but he didn't have a cast on. Now, part of me didn't want to pray for him because I'm, I'm working out and I, I'm pretty lasered focused and I want to get in there and, and get out. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the Lord's like, show him who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I got done with my set and I, he got done talking to his friend. His name was Gavin and he's 18 years old and he tore his meniscus mm-hmm. and he's waiting to get surgery. And he did it through, because he plays baseball, I believe for his high school, because he's 18. Mm-hmm. And, and also he did something where he got up and he twisted and he could hear it pop. Mm-hmm. And it's called like a, a bucket twist, I guess that's how they call it. But anyways, long story short, I told him I knew a great physician. And he looked at me and I said, he's healed hundreds of people that I know, that I've seen. And I started telling him what it is. I said, I feel like the Lord put on my heart to pray for your knee. Can I pray for it? So I'm literally on the squat rack putting my hand on his knee. Because I know it says to lay hands. Mm-hmm. So I put the point of contact to his meniscus. Now the thing is, I could have been in a place where I'm like, I'm not prayed up. I haven't been in my secret place. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a sermon today. 
I'm working out. I'm not really, I'm not fully focused, but I know that my Lord heals. My Lord is a miracle worker. And I know once I do my part, the Lord will do his. And I prayed for him and I just, and I just truly felt my heart. I just prayed for his knee to be brand new, brand new meniscus. And he's like, yeah, my mom is real religious. And I said, well, I'm not. I said, I just have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, well, I have a relationship too. And I said, okay, man. I said, well, you need to trust in him. I said, you have purpose. You have value. So you, you edify. You tell him who he is. Mm-hmm. And I said, it might not. You, you, once you follow him, it's going to be something that you never expected that you would ever do in your life. Mm-hmm. It's a complete 180. It says in Proverbs chapter 16, Verse one, I believe it says a man can plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Right. And the Lord directed his steps to mine and I was able to pray for him. Now, do I believe he's going to have a brand new meniscus? Absolutely. Because I said, Lord, show him who you are so he can see the power, the power. Now, Jesus healed a lot of sick and cast out a lot of demons and raised a lot of dead back to life and cleansed lepers through miracle signs and wonders, but it wasn't based off his own authority. It was based off the authority of the Father that's given it to him. Mm-hmm. And once he received Holy Ghost, he received power to do so. Right. So we got to make sure that we understand Jesus didn't come in his own authority. Mm-hmm. He came under his Father's mm-hmm. authority. Mm-hmm. And once he got baptized in the Jordan River and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon him that's when he received power so now he's in communion and in perfect harmony with the father and with the holy spirit and that's why jesus did all that he did right a lot of people say that i mean there's other reasons but it's also like to be an example for us so we could do it absolutely Absolutely. as, as man you know right Right, because we're, we're human, we're flesh, right? And um, the power that we need is not... There, there's so many different definitions of power. Because I was looking it up. I'm like, what does power mean? And it can be in a military form. It can mean in a sense of um, political power. It can be um, mechanical power, like an engine and horsepower. All right. So just to continue on what we're saying, right, is that um, there's different types of power, right? There's mechanical power, there's military power, there's political power, there's all types of different power. So I looked up the definition of what power means. Power is a right or authority that is given or delegated to a person or body. It also says it's a supernatural being deity, or force. Now, do you want me to repeat that? Yes. Okay, I'll do do a little slower. So power, a right or authority that is given or delegated to a person or body. Also, a supernatural being 
deity or force. Okay, so that's the definition of power. Okay, now authority, this is the definition of authority. Authority is the power or right to give orders. Make decisions. And enforce obedience. Now, have you seen that those two, authority and power, correlate with each other? They go hand in hand with each other, right? I kind of almost see it as twins, but they're still a separate individual, okay? Mm. They have similar characteristics and relations, but they're different. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so again, authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Okay. So why we're talking about this is because a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot of Christians, Christians that don't know their identity or have a relationship with Jesus don't know how to exercise their authority and power. That has been given to you. Okay, so let's 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 do an example. Okay, we're gonna break this down. So think of an officer, a cop. Okay, and he has his badge. He has his handcuffs. He has his Glock nineteen. Right. He has his baton. He has his cop car. He has his shotgun in his cop car. He has. Um, a laser, uh, not a laser, but um, what's it called? The taser, taser gun, <laughs> pepper spray, right? German Shepherd. German Shepherd, <laughs> if he has one. And he has all those tools. But that badge shows that he has authority. Because it's been given him by the state that he's been commissioned to. He ranks with other individuals. He's given an oath to the law to exercise the authority of the land to the kingdom, per se, he lives in. But his power comes from that Glock 19, that baton, that pepper spray, that shotgun, the cop car. The German Shepherd, right? Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. But he needs both. Mm -hmm. Because if he didn't have the authority, but had all those things, mm -hmm. he'd be arrested, he'd be shot by other people in authority. Mm -hmm. Because then he'd be attacking because he has no right to do so. He hasn't been given the authority to exercise justice from being unjustice. Does that make sense? Okay. So now we kind of have this picture of this officer. Okay. So authority is actually greater than power. Okay. And power can be taken away. 
or given. Okay. Now, how you're probably asking on the other side, well, what does this have to do with being a Christian? I'm not a police officer. So what does this matter? This matters because we are in a kingdom and we're not of this kingdom, but we're from the kingdom of heaven from our father. And the father has given all authority and power to his son, Jesus. He says he is the head of all principality and dominion and power and authority. Jesus is. But when Jesus ascended, he says, all authority and power has been given unto me and I give it to you. So he's commissioned us for his kingdom to exercise our authority and power. Okay? And why I'm talking a little bit slower, why I'm breaking it down, because I want you to understand the fundamental of what authority and power mean. Because once you can grasp the foundation, this is where you can build on. And like I said, I encourage you guys, if you haven't listened to the other podcasts, this is all a build up to this one because this shows your maturity. This shows that this comes with great responsibility. This, this shows that um, this is not to be taken lightly and you have a duty because you've been commissioned by the Father for his kingdom. Right? When you say, hallowed be your name, Father, hallowed be your name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven well there's authority and power in the kingdom and now we're exercising we're pulling on heaven's authority and power to exercise throughout the earth remember what it says in matthew chapter 18 verse 18 through 20 whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loosen on earth will be loosened in heaven what is that that's using your authority. Mm-hmm. And binding it is using the power. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm also going to be using um, references and also material from John Paul Jackson. I want to credit him. He is an amazing man of God. He, he's with the Lord now. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe he died in 2016. Mm-hmm. But he had such a a prophetic um, life, he was considered to be an end time prophet Mm -hmm. because he was in his mother's womb for 11 months, 11 months. And they're saying that it's 11th hour prophet and God given, God has given him many great gifts, but one of the, one of the significant or not significant, but one of the well-known gifts that he was given was, interpretation of dreams and and be able to um, have this such clarity of understanding and depicting dreams that God gives to all of us. We have many weird dreams where like, God, what are you saying to us? Like, what does that mean? He's been able to really interpret it accurately, biblically. So it's amazing. So I'm using a lot of his content, so I want to give credit where it's due, but I'm also going to give you the word. 
So we're just, I'm just going to jump back and forth, okay? Yeah. So, so, um, so anyways. Okay, Lord, show me where to go at. So the thing is, if you can mute, if you can mute, please, that'd be great, Derek. No, you're good. Um, so the thing is, authority increases the closer you're growing into the attribute of God. So that means your authority is given to you based off your relationship that you have with the Father. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, that's, this is why we see things not happen, because we haven't received that type of authority because you haven't had that established relationship with God. Because the thing is, it's like, I mean, we know people make mistakes, right? And people are not perfect, but we've seen officers abuse their authority, right? And they've used it for their own gain or selfish reason or or whatever view they think, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why the Lord needs this tight woven relationship with you because he's not going to give you something that ha- that requires great responsibility to exercise so you got to have that establishment of authority so the closer you are to the father the more authority is given to you now this only makes sense even more so because okay god the father sits on his throne who sits at his right hand? Jesus. Jesus. What are the five fires that surround his throne? Spirit. What are the seraphim that go around his throne singing, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is then, who is now, and who is to come? Angels. But they're different angels. Right. They're seraphim. They're the ones with six wings compared to the cherubim. Mm-hmm. So the closer you are with the Lord, the more authority. You're given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see why I'm trying to depict that? Because mm-hmm. they're, di- they're actually distinctly different from another angel to this angel. Because mm-hmm. the closer he is with the Father. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so darkness, they have their own power. Now, Satan or Lucifer, right, was an archangel, right? He was a head... Of people say that he was a head of worship, right? But he was given authority. He was given over authority over many angels, right? But once he sinned against the Father, he lost his authority, right? He lost his authority, but he didn't lose his power. Okay, remember that. Demons and all that stuff, they have power. They do. Trust me, you go against one of them, mm-hmm. they'll kick your butt if you don't know what you're doing in your authority. Mm-hmm. Just like an officer, if he went up to some gang members and didn't really know who they were and didn't have the backup or his authority, it's not going to be a good day for him. Mm-hmm. And why I keep comparing, contrasting, because it helps you logically but then when the words confess, you're going to understand it spiritually. Okay? 
Okay, so once Satan was kicked out of heaven, he lost his authority. He still has power, but he's continuously separated further and further every day from the Father. And the thing is, with authority, there comes even life because you're close to the Lord. See, God is the one that gives life unto, unto us, right? Unto all his creatures that he's made. So when we were here on the earth, right, Adam and Eve, those are descendants. Those are the first man and woman. They were giving authority and power to have dominion over the earth, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, he's just helping me right now because I'm, I'm learning this. This is a revelation for me. So I'm just giving it unto you guys. Yep. But once... Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, right? And they ate from the, from the tree of, of good and evil, right? Of the knowledge of good and evil. They transferred their authority to Satan, right? Because now we know that authority is stronger or greater than power. But when Jesus came, he was intempted. In the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights of fasting, mm-hmm. right? And then he was obedient all the way till death, right? Because this, this is such a big topic, but I'm trying to narrow it down based off the time that I've, that's given. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus died on the cross, right? Now we're there, right? So from we went from <laughs> all the way from the beginning of time to the garden, to Jesus in the flesh, in the wilderness with Satan tempted, now we're at the crucifixion, okay? And now Jesus descended. Descended to the middle of the earth. And supposedly that's where Shiloh is at. And what is Shiloh? Hell, right? Shiloh, hell. So, based off this, Jesus didn't submit to Satan. He never sinned. So his authority that was given to the Father was greater than the authority that was given to Satan. So he was able, in other words, what John Paul Jack, what the people keep calling me, so it's, it's messing up with the recording. But anyways... What I was saying is that, so Jesus came up to Satan and, and he's like, examine me, examine me, see if there's anything that is like you. See if there's anything that you can say, oh, well, you deserve to go to hell because you sinned. There's no fault in Jesus. So, so sin, death, and the grave could not hold him, right? That's what we sing. Jesus, he's alive, right? And then saying that, Sin and death could not hold him because there is no legal implication of him committing it for him to um, not be released. So he grabbed the keys from Satan that had dominion because of the fall of Adam and Eve, right? And now he says, Jesus took those keys and now he says, I have been given all authority under heaven and earth. And now I give it to you. That's us, right? 
we have it back again. We have it back again. Humans. Mankind. Humans. Mankind. Jesus gave it back. That's why it's so amazing because once we become born again believers, we start understanding, wait, there's even more to the salvation. There's even more that God has given us that I never knew. And it's like an eye opener. So now we've been given authority and power, but we have to learn how to exercise it. We have to learn how to use it. And we got to get into a place of relationship with the Lord first to be able to speak against those demonic forces, those places of darkness and evil, those principalities, right? Stuff of that nature. That's what they call Jesus, the second Adam. Yeah, the second Adam. Yep. Mm -hmm. So darkness only wins when darkness is more submitted to darkness compared to light being more submitted to the Father. Does that make sense? So, okay, so darkness. Let's, let's imagine a warlock or witches that practice witchcraft. If they're, so, if they're more submitted to their master than we are, as a mean of obedience, right? Because if we go back to what authority means is enforce obedience, give orders, make decisions, right? Then that's when we lose. Because we're not submitted. Remember, that relationship with God matters more. And then once you have that, all the rest comes with it. Healing, prosperity, um, righteousness, you know, um, gifts of the Spirit, you know, your callings, your authority, the power. Well, it's the kingdom of heaven inside you. Right. And I literally wrote that down. Thank you for reminding me. And... Um, where does it say? I, I, had, I had it written down. But like you said, it's, it's the kingdom that's within us, right? Mm -hmm. It's the kingdom. So I have so much scripture and I want to give it to you guys. I'm just breaking this down. And um, going, back to like, going back to what I said is that we have to be submitted to the Father to gain this authority and power. Okay, It has been given to us, but it can be increased more. So, and um, passivity, passivity decreases our authority to God compared to a close proximity to the Lord, which is the byproduct of authority. Now, just to simplify that, when we're passive, when God asks us to do something, we don't do it. That decreases our authority. Wow. So the more obedient you are to God, the closer relationship you have with God, the more authority he gives you. Make sense? If some police officer was defiant and not exercising the law by his commander, do you think he's going to put him on like a, a more high-end mission assignment? To bust people? Or do you think he's going to just write parking tickets? And no offense to cops that do. But I'm just saying, less authority. Okay? Is this making sense? Okay, cool. And apathy. Apathy is worse than passivity. See, apathy is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. So pretty much, to sum it up, you can care less. You care less. And passivity is the acceptance 
of what happens without active response or resistance. Mm. See, the thing is, I, I know this might seem like it's a little bit more like over people's head, but the thing is, this is more an advanced training here. This is more advanced sermon and discipleship. But I'm breaking it down so you guys can still understand. What it means is that when you're passive and when something comes your way, there's no resistance. They, they just bulldoze you every time. Every time, right? That's why if you notice, you see some Christians that pray for people and they don't see no healing. And it, and it is due most likely to a lack of authority. Because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that's every case. But it can even be at times where there's a bigger demon, per se, on a person, and you don't have the authority to exercise it because they think that you're passive, you're a pushover, you, you're, you're not going to exercise it. Say someone that has stage four cancer. It's a little different than someone has a, you know, a flu or a cold, right? Same faith. Same power, but you need authority, a different authority. Does that make sense? What about the receiver? The person that is receiving the, the healing, if he's passive, is he still receiving the, the, the healing? The... I, I would say in a sense, um, they don't. I, from all the times, I've, I've prayed for hundreds of people. Right, And I've seen hundreds of people get healed from various life-threatening ICU to simple colds and flu or broken bones or legs, back, you name it. I've, I've seen a lot. And most of the time that I see healing take place is when they say, I, am, I want to receive it. I believe that Jesus can heal me. That Jesus became bigger than their sickness. Jesus became bigger than their broken bone. Jesus became bigger than um, whatever symptoms they were dealing with. So it does have a, like the person, the receiver on the other end does have a part to play. But say if it was an unbeliever, they don't have faith. They don't have hope. So it's my faith, my authority, and my power by Jesus given unto me through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that I'm going to see them get healed. Mm-hmm. And that's like a sign of wonder to them. Yes. That's what it's used for. Yes. Well. It draws them in. It draws them in. Okay. And check this out. This is, this is so revelation to me. Submission is better than obedience to Jesus. So we can obey, but we can obey with a with with not good attitude. You know, I, I've tend to done it. You know, like, God, I'm going to do it. Okay, all right, all right, I'll just do it. But fully having your life submitted. Fully being submitted is when God's like, here you go. Here's all of it. God's not trying to hold it back. God wants to give it to you. But it's our doing, it's our mindset, it's our actions is why we don't receive. 
Okay. I'm going to go to... Okay. I have so many verses. Okay. So it says in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Now, why I say this is that because we serve the Lord, we're his servants, but we're his son and daughters. But also, you know, people are called to be prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers, and um, apostles, right? And God will reveal secrets and how to grow in this authority and power. So don't think that it says, surely the Lord God does nothing. So God's not going to blindside you. God's not going to like say, oh, here you go. And now you deal with it. God's going to equip you and show you the secrets of his servants, the people that are close to him. You know, I, I believe even in a place where, you know, people are prophets in the Bible. But I believe because they had such a great relationship with God that they became a prophet. Yeah, God called them and knew that they were going to be prophets. But I believe they submitted their life. And God's like, you're a chosen one. This is my servant, right? Okay. I love this one. Luke 17, verse 6. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots. And be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now we know obey you comes to authority and enforce obedience. So I'm commanding that tree, get up, uproot yourself, and go into the sea. Now Jesus is saying we can have this authority. But if you don't have the authority, it ain't going to obey you. Just like Jesus cursed the fig tree. And he says, you will never bear fruit ever again. And it happened. It shriveled up from the roots. And it never bear fruit again. And they're amazed. Because, or look at this. When Jesus came on the boat and he told the storms and seas, silence, peace, be still. And what did the disciples say? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Authority. Authority. See? Okay. So good. Right here. Mark 7, verse 7. Now, think about this, is that faith is the system to accessing this authority and power as well. Right? It says, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 12. I always, I quote, I feel like this is my go-to scripture. (laughs) But it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And whosoever, right, different translations, or he who comes to him must know that he is. So knowing who the father is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, I believe that reward also includes in the package of authority and power. I reward you with it. Go do my will here, here. Mark 7, verse 7. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. And in vain they worship me, 
teaching as doctrines the commandment of men. Now, I say this because we can be like, oh God, I want to have more authority and power. And I worship you and I love you, Jesus. But then you disobey him all week long. You neglect the secret place. You don't, it says, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And why I'm saying, why I'm being real, because I have to. This is what it says in the word. This is, I didn't make this up. It's all in here. Check it out. It's amazing. But I want to tell you that you're not going to be able to deceive God. He knows your heart. And he knows it's wicked, he knows it's greedy, and he knows it's lustful and it's disobedient. So let God renew you with his word, spend that relationship with him, and he will reward you. I've seen it in my life. Absolutely. Right here in Mark 7, verse 13. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down. And many such things you do. And I said, this also includes religion. See, religion is so formatted. And we can go into places where they don't even believe that the power of God is for today. Or they don't believe that you can even receive that authority because that was given to the disciples and to the prophets way back then. This authority and power is available right now. We are under an open heaven. And God wants to give you his power and his authority because he knows, the Father knows, that you can't do his will unless you have that. Right? right. How if you're going against a demonic, demonic person or demonic principality and they like whoop you? Like, you think that people are going to be like, oh, I want to go follow Jesus. No, no, but it's not all about that. It's about knowing him, building relationship, knowing him as your savior, as your Lord. See, uh, Lord is different from savior. Lord is that he has all lordship over your life, that he has full dominion, that you, he is your master. You answer to him. You're no longer a slave to sin, but now you're a slave unto righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Oh, this is what my mother was saying. Luke 17, verse 21. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you, right? It says the kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness within the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. We have the kingdom of God. Yes, there is a kingdom, a physical, tangible kingdom. But we also have the kingdom of God within us because we have the Holy Spirit, okay? And how we access of knowing this kingdom is by faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Okay, that's how you can increase your faith to get to a place where you can start exercising your authority and power. Okay, remember that. Because I'm not going to know my authority and power if I don't listen to the word of God. Then my faith, my faith won't increase. I remember the first time where I prayed for someone's leg to grow, to grow out. And it was maybe a couple months in. I would say it was 
uh, maybe four months into the Lord and I've seen it grow out. But because I believe I was spending and having a relationship with Jesus and spending time in his word, that I was given that authority to do so. And now I see hundreds of them grow out. But at first, I really had a pull on faith. And my God, I know it says in your word that you heal and that you restore and you make all things new. And it says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? I'm gonna give you a little insight. So authority is removing and power is that creative miracle. So like say, for example, we're praying for the sick, right? And say, um, for example, let's just do Chelsea. Chelsea's having neck pain. And I believe in my heart, I'm hearing the Lord saying it's a spirit of infirmity. Infirmity is a spirit of weakness, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm doing is I'm going to say, all right, I come right now in the power and authority of Jesus Christ. I command the spirit of infirmity to leave her now in Jesus' name. That is exercising my authority. I'm telling the spirit to leave. Now I'm going to use my power that's given to me, right? This is all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And because Jesus' name is above every other name, that every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord, right? His name is all powerful. So when we access the authority of saying, spirit of infirmity, leave in Jesus' name. That's my authority. Now the power is neck, be healed. Muscles, be loosened. Ligaments, tendons, veins. I command you to be healed. Now that's power because I'm commanding the thing through power to be healed in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So now we have to realize because we can get to one end of the spectrum. We can always work in power but never in authority. Or we can always work in authority and never power. We need both. Do you see how I use both? And then that's when you see more healings. The same as casting devils out. Same as raising the dead. You have to use your authority and power. Authority and power. Authority and power. Okay? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How are we doing on time? We're we're doing pretty well. Okay. Okay. So Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So, okay, if we have the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that's power, right? Holy Ghost. Right? He's the spirit of wisdom. He's the spirit of, of might. Might, power. It's the spirit of counsel. Right? The spirit that reveals all truth. Right? So Holy Spirit is by the Father. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit. He dwells in us. So when I prayed for that young man, I thought, wait, oh, I have Holy Ghost. I'm not just praying for him and be like, no, Holy Spirit's going to do it. I have power. 
And I said with authority, that spirit get off him. That's trying to cause him, his meniscus to be ripped, right? See how it's making sense? It's, 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 it's building, it's growing. Romans 8, verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So to pretty much break it down, simplify it. God says, if I sacrifice my own son, my beloved son, what more will I do for you? What more can you ask me and I will not give you? Okay, that's what I'm saying to you guys. So think about that. If God gave his begotten son, his only son, to die for us, what more will God do for you? So why I'm saying this is that you can come before your father and say, Father, help me to grow in my authority and power that you've given me. Father, help me to increase my faith by hearing your word and growing in this relationship with you so I can fulfill your will. This is how your prayers should be. I'm not saying it's be exactly like that. But this is how you can come before your father. Because he's like, I already gave you my son. I'll give you whatever else you want. That's how good of a father he is. He's great. He's wonderful. He's a counselor. He's the everlasting God. Mighty God, right? Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son and of his love. So now we're no longer under the power of darkness. We've been delivered, conveyed. We're in the kingdom of light with the father of lights. So that means that darkness doesn't have any control or dominion or has authority over us anymore. We're no longer in that kingdom. We've been adopted. And now I cry out, Abba, Abba, Father. So when people are like, oh, the darkness is attacking me. It says you've been delivered. You've been transferred. The power of darkness has no more authority over you. It did when you didn't give your life to Jesus and you're dead in your transgressions and sin. But no longer. You've been transitioned. <laughs> Conveyed. You say the power of darkness, you're talking about depression or you're talking about what? I'm talking about spiritual death. Oh. I'm talking about your, your, first of all, you're Satan's puppet. It says that he blinds you for his will, for his doing. When you're not born again. When you're not born again. I'm just paraphrasing. Right. But literally, you're under submission to the God of this world. Mm. Right? Lowercase g. Not big G. Lowercase g. Okay? <clears throat> Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection... And the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now, I love this right here. That I may know him. So we need to know Jesus first. Mm -hmm. yes. Then we'll see the power of his resurrection. Mm -hmm. Resurrection brings the dead back to life. Right? right? 
have a, so like, I wanted you to expound a little bit about, um, so let's say an example, like, let's say I'm a believer and I keep saying, oh, the devil's messing with me, what devil's messing with me. One, I don't know my authority. One, I don't know my power. And again, you, he, the devil doesn't have authority over you. He might have his own power, but you have to give him consent and permission. Correct? Can you expound on that? Because I don't think, you know what I mean? Like people yeah. like believers are always like, oh, the devil's messing with me. I right. think that's what mom wanted you maybe to expound yeah, a little bit. That depression just keeps coming back and forth. Right. Right. So the thing is, or different scenarios. So the only way we can fight, right, and we going back to the podcast again. What are the three weapons of our warfare? Secret place. Secret place. Praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. And fasting and praying. Right. That's what the Lord revealed to me, and He showed me to do so. So when let's say you're having an attack, and the spirit of depression is coming upon you. I, how I would handle it is I command you, spirit of depression, to leave me alone and never come back in Jesus' name. You have no power over me. And you use the word. He has delivered me from the power of darkness and conveyed me into the kingdom of his son and his love. I'm loved by the father. I don't need to um, receive what you're trying to give upon me. You cannot obtain this vessel because it belongs to the Lord. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you've created me for, for your pleasure. Thank you, Father, that you work all things according to my good, to the ones that love you and are called according to your purpose. See how I'm fighting it back? Yeah, so I'm fighting it back with the sword. With the word. I'm fighting it with, with the, the word, word of God, yeah. and I'm commanding it to leave, mm -hmm. and I've exercised my authority, mm -hmm. and I've exercised my power because what does it say? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. This is what it is. Yeah. Mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And that's how you fight everything. Depression, Absolutely. sickness, everything. finances, everything. marital relationships. And I, to be honest with you, I have no problem praying for the sick. I have no problem even casting out demons. My is... I'm not saying my issue, but my place of understanding and revelation that I have mm -hmm. is trying to fight against poverty mm -hmm. and be prosperous. So I, I've been asking God, God, show me how to be prosperous. Help me to obtain prosperity, but not in a way where other people abuse it mm -hmm. and they do it for selfish gain. Mm -hmm. Help me not to become greedy, but use it as a tool. Because you're my master. The, the, I don't want to serve mammon. This is how you got to talk. Right. And this is how you explain it with the Lord. Because if you bring it up, the Lord is faithful and just. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you revelation. He's going to give you understanding to do so. Okay. I'm going to jump to Mark 9. Is this all making sense to everybody? Yes. yes. Is it making sense on Zoom for you guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right here. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. That's why I'm saying the access to faith, right? How do we access to the Father? Through faith. Right? Even David himself, real quick. 
David was getting attacked by physical enemy, physical armies. People want to kill him. Saul wants to get him, right? All these things. But that also is an attack from the supernatural realm too, right? Because they know that David is God's chosen, right? David is a man after God's own heart, right? But David, before he inquired of the Lord, that means before he went and, and prayed and asked God, right, gave his petition, mm-hmm. he strengthened himself in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grandma, you asked a question. So what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to explain it. What strengthening in the Lord means, it means to remember the promises that God has given you in his word, but also what he's told you. Mm-hmm. And also remembering of all the times God has delivered you, all the time God has healed you, all the time that God has shown mercy and grace upon you, now I'm strengthening myself in the Lord. And now I'm building this place of confidence and faith. So I'm going to believe that he's going to do so. Then I inquire of God. Does that make sense? Okay. There's a lot of juicy (laughs) material, but this is good because... The body of Christ needs this. This is what's going to help us explode and, and, and actually fulfill our purpose for the kingdom of God. Okay, that was in red letters. Verse 24. Immediately, the father of a child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my, help my unbelief. He asked the Lord, help me with my unbelief. So think about that. So if you're saying, Grandpa, for instance, mm-hmm. Father, help me with my unbelief. Mm-hmm. We'll read. When Jesus saw the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit. So Jesus used what? Authority. Mm-hmm. Authority. Authority. Saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him. And enter him no more. Do you see how he started it and how he finished it? See, it's beautiful. The word of God is so beautiful. It literally shows you what he said. He, he identified, okay, you're deaf and dumb spirit. Get out. And then never come back. Okay? Then the spirit cried out, convulsed with him greatly. Ah, right, going crazy. Came out of him and he became as one dead. So that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Okay. So now the Lord showed him through a sign, a a wonder, a miracle, a deliverance to the man of unbelief. But then that, that doesn't finish it. We still have more. Verse 28. And when he had come into the house, his disciples. So imagine we're coming to Jesus and saying, and we ask him privately, why could we not cast it out? Why could we not cast that spirit out, that deaf and dumb spirit? Jesus replies, So he said to them, This kind comes out by, by nothing but prayer and fasting. There's your unbelief. I have a lot of faith and fasting. Yeah. Because I think God gives me more. You know, I, I, is it okay if I disclose about when we're praying? For those three days, me and Chelsea off and on fasted. She fast one day, I would fast another day, and she'd fast another day. We tag teamed in the spirit. And guess what? 
Her mom came home with no oxygen tank. Glory to God. But guess what? So when, when Jesus said prayer and fasting works, right, for your unbelief, the thing is, all it's what's going to do, it's going to push you out of the way and let the Lord work through you. Did you feel that shortly, like your unbelief kind of left? Uh-huh. Definitely. That's awesome. Well, just because little things get in your head just from like the news and the past that you've heard the past two years yeah. and everything yeah. and, oh, you should be so worried if you're unvaccinated, all mm. these things. And so... I actually left work and just continued my fast and I just prayed a lot and I spent time with Jesus and then I picked up my cousin and I came to Bible study and yeah, I think I made it 36 hours and then he did the rest. Wow, that's awesome. So good. And right here, Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. So see that. Jesus gave us the authority to trample over the serpent and the scorpion. That means demonic spirits. That means spirits of cancer. That means spirits of suicide. That means Demonic um, possession, oppression, I don't care what it is. It's subject to us now. We have been given authority through the one, the Holy One, the King of glory. Jesus is King. Okay? But then it says, don't even rejoice in that, in your authority and power. But rejoice that that your name is written in the book of life. Isn't that amazing? Okay, I'm almost done, guys. I'm, I'm getting it done. I got two more verses, <clears throat> and then I'm going to wrap it up. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. <clears throat> verse 7 and 8. Oh, right here. I'm going to go Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when, he, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And if we jump to verse seven, it says, and as you go preach saying the kingdom of God, the kingdom, excuse me, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So what that means is that before we lay hands on the sick, before we cast out a demon-possessed person, before we raise the dead back to life, before we lay hands on the lepers before they become cleansed, preach the gospel first. Preach the gospel first. Now, I love to do is like two verses sometimes. Like, okay, let's give an example. So my brother Ian is dealing with um, some foot fungus, okay? Let's <laughs> just say that, okay? And he's like, I want this gone. I, it's disgusting. I, I'm done with it. And what I'm going to say to him, well, it says in God's word, these signs shall follow them that believe. It says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus, 
by his stripes, we are healed. Mm-hmm. Now, see what I did. I preached that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to lay my hands on your foot fungus and it's going to leave. Yeah. I'm, com- I'm going to command that fungus, that spirit fungus to leave mm-hmm. and that your foot would be fully whole from that type of skin disease or irritation or whatever. That's it. Now, when you speak the gospel, the Holy Spirit, yes, right, power, power, power into that person, activation of power, yeah, customizing, like, yeah. So that's that power again. I always feel like it's like a, a cord plugging into a socket, mm-hmm. like, psh, like you ever see a three prong cord? Mm-hmm. I always think Father, Son, Holy Spirit, boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom, it's plugged in. And that's what you're doing to that person. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm connecting to the energy source. So I'm putting the cord on the toe. Zapping them. And then, (laughs) holy ghost. Boom. Does that make sense? Is that that, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Last one. Last verse, guys. Matthew chapter 8, verse 7. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right here. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Then the satyrian answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me and I say to this one, go and he goes and another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, As certainly I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. Now, I'll continue to read the rest real quick. And I say to you that many will come from east, west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So this man understood authority, and because he believed Jesus could, faith, it was done. And what, it, and what John Paul Jackson said in that verse where he says, certainly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, the Hebrew for that great faith means, I wrote it down. It's so good. It means faith is understanding the system. So let's put it in there. And certainly I say to you, I have not found such a person that can understand the system of heaven, not even in Israel. See that? Mm-hmm. He understands how it operates. Like my grandpa, he loves bugs, Volkswagens. He knows how they operate. He wouldn't try to drive it a different way because he knows how it operates. How much have you spent hours learning that, would you say? On YouTube? Uh-huh. Yeah. Years. Mm-hmm. Years. That's why you're good at it. And what he did was he continuously fed himself, listening. Applied it. Applied it. Operated. And then he operated it. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. <laughs> Sorry it was so long. We had a lot of disruptions, but you know, we uh, 
So does anyone have any um, prayer requests or anything? Okay, we got three hands. Okay. Um, anyone on Zoom? No? Any questions? Okay. Well, let's pray. Okay, what's the prayer request here? Mine is my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Okay, mother-in-law, sister-in-law. Um, my nephew, Jaden's friend named Alex, has cancer. So okay. Jaden asked that we pray for him. Wow, amazing. Okay, you. Life-term, is it life-term insurance? Long-term. Long-term insurance. For what? If they should get it or not. Okay, just clarity. wisdom. You need wisdom. Wisdom, clarity. Okay. Wisdom. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pray this out, okay, guys. Let's come in agreement, okay? Thank you for your patience. Thank you for spending longer than you um, didn't have to. So I appreciate it. <clears throat> Father God, thank you for this wonderful time. Thank you that you've showed us your authority and power you've given to your children. And Lord God, I ask that you would open their eyes, that you would open their ears, that you would open their hearts to receive the word that was spoken today. Father, forgive me that I didn't pray beforehand, but Lord, I know that you were in the midst of us, that your Holy Spirit was identifying the word to every believer that's going to listen today and also that's going to listen in the future. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them. I ask that you would anoint them, that you would show them that it, it matters about relationship first with you, Jesus. Then that is a byproduct of having authority and having power. Lord God, heal every person of a broken heart. If they're dealing with, with confusion, I command that spirit of confusion to leave them right now in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you give wisdom understanding to my grandparents, Felix and Olga, if they should get long-term insurance, Lord. Just give them a simple yes or no, Lord God. Give them understanding and revelation that says in your word, Lord God, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Lord God, we lift up my grandma. We lift up my aunt that are in, um, in the hospitals of COVID. That Lord God, you would heal them miraculously. That we use our authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we command that spirit of COVID to get off them. Right now, in Jesus' name, that their lungs would be restored, that, Lord God, you'd bring strength into their bones and health into their flesh, that they shall not die but live and declare the good works of the Lord. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you that you are a God of compassion, slow to anger, but, Lord God, you're righteous, holy, and just. Lord God, we uplift uh, Jaden's friend Alex that has that cancer. I command that spirit of cancer get off him right now in Jesus' name. I bind you. I, 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 I disconnect you right now from Alex. Go and tell your master you have failed to take his life away. Go and tell your master Satan that you failed and that we come in the agreement in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, 19, and 20, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever we loosen on earth will be loosed in heaven. I bind that cancer off Alex right now in Jesus' name, that it will not prevail. I disconnect him right now from him. He has no association with Alex, and he has to go back to the abyss, back into the deep, and tell that he's failed. 
Lord God, that he shall live and not die. And I prophesy that he would declare the good works of the Lord and that you'd use him mightily and your hand would be upon him and it would be a great testimony for your glory, Jesus. Bless them as they come. Bless them as they go. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Take care. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.